You're listening to the Forever on the Fly podcast. What up, AV nerds, and welcome to Forever on the Fly podcast, your bi-weekly dose of aviation inspiration, education, and entertainment. My name is Jose. And I'm Diane. And we're here to get you guys hooked on aviation. So, senorita, um, you pretty much inspired me the past two weeks to get back in shape. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, so, you know. Bravo. I, I started to get those gains, you know, yes. kind of like what you were talking about. No, you look good. You're oh, looking thank good. You. I can flex. I can, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Dude, you're doing the, the, doing the dance. Yeah. It's good. That's awesome. How's that going? It's actually going really well. Um, yeah, I see on your stories, you're running, I'm you're biking. Running, biking, got a dietitian, a personal trainer. What? Dude. Did yoga in the morning. It's amazing. Yeah. When you start investing in your own personal health and well-being and investing in you. Oh, no, you know? for sure. That's you know, cool. I got like my confidence is like. Oh, yeah. I mean, you didn't really need help with your confidence, but. <laughs> oh, man. I thought I muted this part. Hold on. <laughs> Tell every, tell everybody your main pickup line. All right. For all you gentlemen out there, go ahead and write this down. This works 50% of the time, every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> so you walk up to a senorita, no matter where, or it could be a gentleman, you know, depending on your preference. So you get up to somebody and go, excuse me, miss, I think you dropped something. 99.9% of the time, they're going to be, like, super serious, and they're going to be like, oh, my God, what did I drop? And they look down, and then you're like, your standards. My name's Jose. <laughs> <laughs> or your name is X, whatever it is. Uh, boom, they start laughing, uh, and then, uh, well, typically they laugh. Like I said, it's 50% of the time, <laughs> every time. <laughs> Here on the Forever on the Fly podcast, we not only celebrate pilots and their accomplishments, but we're also here to celebrate the guys behind the curtain, you know, the ones that are out there turning wrenches, keeping our aircraft flying, and keeping us safe in the skies. Our next guest is not only a pilot, but an instructor, 737 airframe and power plant mechanic or ANP mechanic for Delta. He is here to share with us a very unique journey to Delta, how he made a plan to finance his flying dreams, his side business, aerobatic plans for the future, and how to handle those check ride jitters. You guys might know him as Mel the Traveler on Instagram. Stick around for the end of the episode. We're going to have top 10 ways you can help those check ride jitters. Heck yeah. Bring them out, bring them out. Ooh, woo. Mel Williams. I am a 737 maintenance instructor. Hey, I'm Melvin Williams and I'm forever on the fly. Mel the Traveler. What's up? Welcome to the show, man. <laughs> thanks for coming. Thank you. I appreciate you. And yeah, thanks for taking your time and to come on the show and chat with us about aviation and your career and what you've been up to and where you're flying to next yeah thanks for having me i appreciate you guys were yeah. you in the navy or air force by the way brother no no, no i okay. was not gotcha yeah we but thought I teach the- air force and navy classes right now um because we also have that contract with delta so um got it yeah okay yeah because we saw the picture of you in front of the navy bird so we weren't sure oh yeah so that's uh so that's the marchetti s211 uh, it's an Italian trainer. Um, and there's a, a buddy of mine who I met on Instagram. His name is Chris Holmes. He's an instructor at Victory Aviation um, down in Denton, Texas. Uh, and they fly those airplanes. So 
Uh, you know, they do like formation flights where you can get type rated in it if you want to, if you have a shit ton of money, um, you can do it. And, uh, you know, he took me on a flight that day just to kind of, you know, show me what he was dealing with down there and stuff like that. So that's that picture. Um, oh, okay. Got it. Got it. They put okay. the Navy tag on it. I mean, it looks like a T-45 um, Navy trainer, but it's not. It's a Marchetti okay. S-211. Isn't that always the case? As long as you have a shit ton of money, you can do a lot of stuff in yeah. aviation. Oh, boy. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> every, about everyone's it, like, man. so what do you, what do I need to be a pilot and to get involved in aviation? I'm like, money. <laughs> That's pretty much yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Got to find the money. money. You got to find it from yeah. somewhere. It costs right. a lot. It's an expensive hobby, career to get very, into. Very expensive. Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Where are you from? Where do you work now? Uh, where did oh, you grow yeah. up? Okay. Let's see. Where do I start? It's a long laundry <laughs> list. Uh, but no, um, um, so uh, my name is Mel, um, short for Melvin, if you don't know. Uh, last name is Williams, uh, but everybody calls me Mel, a Mel, a traveler, uh, per my Instagram. Um, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn! Sorry, I just had to do that. Um, There's some pride there. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a quiet night here, so hopefully you know, somebody, somebody heard it and didn't get upset. But anyway, uh, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Um, uh, I eventually moved to Atlanta, um, and uh, that's where I am now. Atlanta! Um, <laughs> oh yeah that's right yeah, yeah, yeah sorry that's i right. had you Georgia, yeah. i'm an atl um, girl <laughs> yeah that's right um but uh uh the in-betweens um i am a pilot of course uh, working on aerobatics uh recently a flight instructor as of September, September. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, that is you. such a big I appreciate it. It was the uh, longest feat. check ride of my life, but uh, I made it. I'm here. <laughs> Blood, sweat, and tears. Um, Amazing. Uh, Did you get else? pretty uh, nervous in the ground? Did you get pretty nervous? Like, was there something that, you know, you stumbled across when you were doing the check ride that you were like, dang it? Um, yeah. You know, uh, I always get check ride jitters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a tendency to stumble up on, you know, the, the stupidest things like airspace or whatever. It, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. As silly as it sounds, you know, it's just, you know, the, 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 I'm not a good check ride taker. Um, you know, it's hard to get settled in because, you know, in the back of your mind, it's still a test, but you know, so you try to got to be on your P's and Q's and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, but, it, but it worked out, you know, it worked out. Thank God. Yeah, man. Congratulations, uh, bro. That's a huge well, accomplishment. You, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, what else? Uh, 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 where was I at? Um, I own two airplanes. Um, there's a, my decathlon behind me. Pretty. Um, and then I also, also, uh, have a musketeer, a Beechcraft musketeer. Very, very, very old, but it's built like a tank. So I like it. I do all my time building. In my it's like the Nokia of airplanes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then, you know, day job stuff. Uh, I do work for Delta Airlines. Um, I am a, um, aircraft technician also aircraft maintenance technician so i do have my airframe and power plant licenses um and currently my current position is i am a 737 maintenance instructor oh sweet dude dang yeah yeah yeah, that's dang. yeah dang but that is really really cool um how did you get involved with aviation how did you get started what sparked the passion were you young was somebody in your family in aviation 
I, you know, growing up in Brooklyn, uh, being born and raised, uh, JFK wasn't too far away from the house. And, you know, I can hear airplanes taking off uh, every morning um, when I was getting ready to go to elementary school. And, uh, you know, I've told the story before. So one morning it was like a really, really, really loud airplane. What the hell is that? That sounds different from all the others. And, um, you know, I look out the back window and it's like a dart flying through the sky. What the hell is that? Doesn't look like, you know, the typical stuff I've been seeing. Um, Turned out it was the Concorde as I got a little bit older and did a little bit of research. Um, So it's Concorde making all that noise on its way, whether it be the Air France or the British Airways on its way to to Europe. And I was like, wow, that's pretty damn cool. Um, And then, you know, fast forward to a couple of years later, my aunt used to take me to JFK and just sit there and watch the airplanes taxi and stuff like that. She had like this little spot. I think it was like Terminal 6, wherever British Airways was at uh, JFK. Um, We just used to park up. Now, granted, these were the days, right, before 9-11 where you can just hang out. (laughs) There's nobody like, oh, yeah, you know. Move along, move along. Yeah, you know. Um, So these were the days where you can, you know, park up and just hang out, you know. Um, And uh, that that really sparked my interest. Um, I was like, man, it's, it's pretty cool. So, you know, growing up, I wanted to be a pilot way, way, way back when. Fast forward till it was time to go to high school. I saw Aviation High School, which is the high school I went to in Queens, New York, uh, in the high school book. So in New York, you had to find this. Uh, there was this high school book. It was a thick book with all the high schools and all the five boroughs, all the public high schools, I should say. And uh, when I got to Queens, I saw Aviation High School. I was like, oh, that looks cool. I guess I can go to, you know, and live out my dream as, you know, becoming a pilot. And uh, lo and behold, I got there and... I see all these airplanes taken apart and engines everywhere. I'm like, oh, I don't think anybody's flying here. All these damn airplanes are in pieces. <laughs> then I found I found that it was an aircraft maintenance high school. Uh, it was a vocational school, uh, you know, and they made mechanics. Oh, like, all right, well, that? Yeah. So I said, all right, well, I might as well do that. Next best thing, right? At least I get to still be around airplanes. So, um, so I did my time there. I graduated. And um, I had an AMP license in my back pocket at uh, 19 years old. And uh, Delta picked me up a couple of months later, less than a year later. Um, wow. as an aircraft, as, yeah, as an aircraft maintenance technician. So uh, here I am at 33 um, years old. <laughs> and uh, I'll have uh, um, 14 years with Delta next month. Wow, wow man, congratulations. congratulations. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's. I didn't amazing. know high schools did that. Me I didn't neither. know there was a vocational high school like and, that. It, you know, it's funny you say that because as I get older, when I tell people that that's the route that I that I went through, they're like, man, you know, say the same thing. I don't know if there were high schools out there that, did, you know, that yeah. did that. And, um, you know, you don't really appreciate it as a kid as mm-hmm. you're going through it because, you know, it's school, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. You really think about it. You know, I've thought about it, you know, over and over, especially when I get, you know, certain opportunities and stuff. You know, you look back and realize how blessed you are. Since it was a public school, it was a New York City public school. It was public it was school. You, you didn't have to pay to go there or anything. Wow! Dude, and what you a got come a, up. You got a free yeah, exactly. A and P license out of it when you graduated. Yeah, yeah. What? So I mean, the only thing I had to the, the only thing I had to pay for was like the uh, the DME. So instead of being you know having a DPE, you know you have a DME designated maintenance uh, examiner. Um, yeah, that's the only fee I paid, and it was like four hundred bucks or something like that. What the <laughs> hell? Man, what, that's, what, that's badass. Do they, do they <laughs> still exist? Wait, wait, hold on. Where's the... Dang. Where, where's dang, the, dang. 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 That's what I was waiting for. Uh, dude, man, that is a come up, yeah. though. 
Like, yeah, it, yeah, it really is. You know, so at 19 years old, here I am working for, you know, a major airline, not, you know, a, a commuter or, you know, going into GA or whatever. I mean, you know, the big leagues, you know, I don't know what the hell's going on. You know, I'm fresh out of high school and stuff, making good money, traveling the world for free at 19 years old. So, I mean, it's uh, definitely a blessing. Well, sure. I'm, I'm sure that they don't take every single student that graduates straight into Delta. So that has to be saying something about how no, you no, were but, but, uh, as a student. Yeah. Here's another thing. I like to be transparent about everything. I hate school. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I was going through it, I hated it. But, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was very realistic. What I mean by that was, you know, I know school is necessary, obviously, because I got to do something with my life. Um, but, you know, as I went through the school, I'm like, all right. Uh, there's math, there's science, there's English, there's social studies, all these other stuff, you know. And I'm like, well, that's really not going to do anything for me in life in this school. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, so yeah. I'm like, what makes sense to me is the vocational part of the school where I'm fixing these engines and these APUs and I'm, you know, timing magnetos and stuff like that. Because when I graduate and I leave here, that's the stuff that's going to progress, you know, and, 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 you know, put me on that, that, that that launch pad to my career. Yeah, exactly. So the other stuff I didn't really care about, I did enough to pass, you know, 65 was passing. I got a 65, maybe 70, but in shop, you know, shop classes where I'm, you know, uh, welding and all this other stuff, you know, I was like 85, 90 student and I liked it. Couldn't wait to go to shop class. You know, I'm sitting there learning about them, you know, American history or whatever, sitting there like, (laughs) I can't wait to get the hell out of here so I can go, you know, light up. I mean, Think about it. You know, at 15 years old, I was playing with blowtorches. Yeah. You know, yeah. nice. I was, I, was weld, <laughs> I was welding stuff. I mean, think about it. I mean, why the hell would I want to sit down and learn about A squared plus B squared equals C squared? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. I don't care about that. I want to go play with the damn flamethrower and fix engines. I want to melt know, some metal. Yeah, it was fun, you know? So that's, that's really where my energy went. Um, and it worked out. Um, but, you know, to go back to your original statement, it's not just Delta that picked us up. A lot of us went to Delta. Some of us went to JetBlue. Some of us went to American. All in the New York area. So it's, you know, it's, it's like high school all over again. But now everybody's a professional. Right. And, and, you know, we're all making money and traveling together. Um, you know, some of us are together. Like, hey, man, yeah, I graduated high school with you, like, last year. You know, oh, welcome. You know, and then, you know, some you'd find out working for other companies and stuff like that. Um, so it's really cool. Um, and then, you know, once we build up a little bit of, seniority we all start to move away you know because new york is like crazy expensive to live so mm-hmm. a lot of people went down to florida a lot of us came down to atlanta you know Cal- well california is not you know better as far as finance wise but yeah, you know so people just dispersed um right. so you can find us everywhere really is the point i'm getting at yeah what was the name of your high school uh aviation high school That's oh aviation high school do they have it in multiple states or is it just new york as far as I know, so I, so, you know, I hear like little whispers that there's like a, a school in Seattle. I think there's a school in Seattle or something like that, that I think either has the same name or the same concept. Uh, but as far as I know, um, and I haven't done recent research, uh, my high school is the only high school in the country that offers that, you know, AMP license. Yeah, that you know, program. The whole, that, right, that program. As far as I know. Yeah. Well, I don't get a ton of people reaching out to me about wanting to be an AMP. Mostly I just get people who want to become pilots someday. But, yeah. you know, I'm sure I have people out there who are listening. Maybe they're about to be or are in high school that are wondering how they can 
continuing education and something aviation and yeah. Hey, who knows? Maybe that information will really help somebody out there. So I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, I, I mean, that's, that was education. news to me. That was news <laughs> yeah. to me. So I'm about, awesome. I'm about yeah. to tell my cousin, he needs to change schools, dude. Yeah. yeah about, <laughs> you know, my cousin was thinking about becoming an AMP and I was like, yeah, dude, go for it. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I got to get money for college. And now that I know you can do it in high school, I'm like, you bro, you need to move. Yeah. You need to move you to New York. It. New York, Seattle. <laughs> you can do it, man. So, yeah, that's the, um, something that I was kind of, you know, I came out with this video, um, you know, hoping to maybe inspire people um, to not necessarily put so much emphasis on going to college if that's not going to help out their career, Right. You know, I never continued to go on with a four-year degree. I ended up using the remainder of my GI Bill to get my additional fixed-wing licenses instead of finishing a four-year degree because those were the things that were going to help me in the career that I wanted to pursue. Aviation, I wanted to get my flight ratings. I didn't really feel like a degree was... I mean, obviously, any education is education. It's going to help you out in the long run in some form or fashion, but vocational school is just as valuable. And a lot of people waste a lot of money going to college, not knowing what they want to do and studying in the books. And then they realize later on, oh, I want to be a pilot. And it's like, dude, you didn't have to spend all that money on college. You should have just saved that money and gone to flight school instead. If you have something that you want to do that requires a vocational technical program, freaking go for it. Like they, they pay money eventually. You know, build, yeah, I mean, having a skill know, that no one can take away from you. Like people are always going to need, you know, ho- hopefully they're going to need people to turn wrenches for a while and it's not going to be totally taken over by machines yeah. and robots. So actually to, to even add to that story further. So in order to get both licenses at my high school, you have to go to school for five years um, just because of the hours and stuff. So so after four years if you get accepted into the program, so not everybody gets into the program to get their, or get invited back to get their fifth, uh, I'm sorry, their uh, second license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so at 18, I finished my fourth year, but then since I applied for the program and I got in, they allow you to do it a, a fifth year and they hold back, the way they get around it is they hold back one class that you need for graduation and you do this one class and then your shot classes. So that's how they're able to get past that. So I finished, I had my airframe first. Yeah, I had my airframe first at 18, did my fifth year. And then uh, at 19, I had my power plant. And then I officially graduated high school at that point. Nice. So so it's not being left back. Everybody's like, what? You went to school for five years, didn't you? Weren't you a freshman in 2001? Why the hell are you graduating in 2006? Wasn't it supposed to be 05? And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I uh, kind of like- did in 05, but, but yeah, so. I think so, you just uh, showed yeah, them your A&P certificate. And you're like, yeah, but did you graduate with this? Yeah, Drop the I mean, mic. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. Mic <laughs> drop. It's over. And then, and then, like I said, you know, I got lucky. So I actually went to uh, I actually went to a flight school for college um, because I was thinking about pursuing the whole goal again. But then when I got there, so, so dig this. I go to the school. Name is Dowling College. Um, I go there. And, you know, my plan was to get my, you know, bachelor's in, uh, I think it was aviation management that I was going for. So anyway, so I go there. Since it's a flight school, I have my AMP. They hire me as an AMP mechanic for the flight school, but it's work study because mm-hmm. it's a conflict of interest. So I'm making 
you know, since they can't hire me as a full-time employee while I go to the school yet or some whatever BS excuse they gave me. So I'm making like six bucks an hour to work on the flight school airplanes. I'm making the same money as the damn library attendant. <laughs> since, since it's work study, it's crazy, right? Yeah, it's so, crazy. So, but, but, you know, I wasn't complaining because I'm like, wow, like I actually went to the school and I'm putting my licenses to work and I'm actually getting paid for it. So I thought it was pretty, pretty damn cool. Pretty cool yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, not what I should be getting, but hey, whatever. It was experience. So I get back um, to my dorm room one day and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to start applying for all the damn different airlines. I apply for Delta. I apply for United. uh, At the time, Continental. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, JetBlue. I mean, all these companies, Southwest, everybody I can think of. U.S. Air, America West. I mean, everybody. I didn't care. And I just just started firing off my resume. In my head, I'm like, there's nobody going to hire me. I mean, I'm 19 years old, you know, basically, I mean, basically no experience. Um, and uh, maybe about a month later, Delta called me and said, hey, you know, you got your uh, resume, you applied for a job here at JFK, you know, we want to bring you in for a test. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here, you know? There's no way. So uh, this was back at JFK because I went to school out in Long Island, which is not that far away. So um, I came back home to take this test. I was late, <laughs> late to the test. Couldn't, couldn't find the building or whatever. I get there. And uh, so I, I get there. The guy's like, hey, man, you know, so you had an hour to take the test, but, but I'll still give it to you if you want. But you only have like 25 minutes. And I'm like, ooh. Mm. so I sit down and I run through this damn test. It had physics on it. It had uh, spatial relations, uh, spatial relation. You play with the boxes and shit and mm-hmm. triangles on boxes or whatever and kind of messing around with it in your mind. And it's funny because I'm like, I don't have that much time. So I need to figure out a quick way to do the spatial relation thing. And I'm watching people. I have a piece of paper here. I'm watching people pick up the test and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> trying to, you know what I mean? They're trying to figure out. Like, oh, uh, and I'm like, no, I'm not. If I, if I do that, I might as well just fucking walk out now because I, I'll be here forever. <laughs> so I started using, true story, I started using process of elimination. I'm like, well, that try in the picture, the triangle isn't next to the box. So I'm just going to cancel out these two because the triangles are next to these boxes, which they're not. So I finished the test. I was actually like the second person to finish. And I only had 25 minutes to do this hour long test. True story. So Man. I thought I bombed it. I'm like, there's no way that I finished this test in basically 25 minutes. And I got here with 25 minutes left to spare. It doesn't make any sense. So I finished the test. And then the guy goes, all right, if I call your name, please step outside. So, I, you know, so I, my name is called or whatever. So I was like, damn, I guess that's it. You know, so I walk out and it was only maybe in a room full of maybe like 30 people, maybe only like four of us walked out. Wow. And I was like, damn, I guess everybody else, I guess, I guess everybody else passed. Ain't wrong. We passed. Everybody else failed. Wow. What? Yeah. True story. Dang. I kid you not. And um, yeah, it was crazy. So I looked at him. I'm like, dude, you have to be fucking joking. He was like, honestly, I don't know how you fucking did it because you didn't have enough. You didn't have enough time and uh, you finished and you passed. And I'm like, huh? this, this shit doesn't make any sense. He's like, listen, dude, I know. But, you know, I was watching you. You didn't cheat. You didn't have a lot of time. You fucking passed. So here it is. Did he like moonwalk so, um, out of that classroom? <laughs> like, you know? yeah. so I was like, man, you know, so it's interesting. I'm. I'm, I'm fucking thinking about the people in there, like, oh, yeah, those fucking four idiots fucking failing dead test or whatever. You know, we fucking bad. They probably all look at each other, like, yeah, yeah, you know, he yeah we did good. And he fucking had, you know, so at some point he fucking walked back in, like, yeah, so you guys didn't fucking pass, you know. Um, so anyway, they they gave me an interview on the spot, 
And uh, so that, you know, after I passed the test portion, then it was like, hey, we want to interview you now. So I interviewed and then they offered me the job on the spot. And that's that's how I got in. Oh, man. Cool. Fucking, if I could clap, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You know, I, I can't I, I can't make this shit up, you know, so I don't know if there's a little bit of luck or me. Maybe it was me sitting down like, you know, whatever happens, happens. I didn't really think about it too tough. I just took the damn test. I knew I didn't have enough time. So I thought I was going to fail and I ended up passing. And it was only like four or five of us out of like a room full of like 30 people that passed. And, and here so, I am now. So. There you are. Here you are, 737 <laughs> instructor. You know? It's crazy, right? Yeah, and yeah. I tell it's people amazing. all the time, how the fuck did I end up an instructor? I fucking hate school. I hate school. <laughs> and now I'm teaching people. And you're mm-hmm. also teaching a subject matter that you enjoy. That's true. But it's still, it's, it's still in the back of my mind. I'm like, these people are sitting down, staring at me, writing notes and shit. I'm like, you know, sometimes I'm writing. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you writing? You know? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, about the APU and, you know. And, and, you know, when you turn off the battery and this starts charging, I'm like, oh, wow, she's fucking really writing that down. Well, that's cool. Yeah. You know, cool, you know listening to me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Suit yourself. You know? So after you got the job with Delta, at what point did you go to flight school? Where did that come about? Ah, so there's an interesting story behind that. Fast forward to 2016. Yeah, about late 2016. I'm down here in Atlanta. I'm working uh, as a line mechanic. So um, if you're not familiar with what a line mechanic does, so when your airplane breaks at the gate and they're like, oh, we got to call maintenance, you see the guy in the, in the green bright vest come on or whatever, whatever color it is. That's, yeah. yeah, that's the maintenance that I was doing, which I love. You know, it's fast paced. It's interesting. You get to see people. You know, you don't work in a hangar mm-hmm. and stuff like that and see the same people, same airplanes every damn day, you know. So, so it's nice. Um, but anyway... What happened was I got a gate call. I was sitting in the office and somebody said, hey, Mel, run out to gate so-and-so. There's a pile out there with some type of issue. Oh, cool. So I go out there and I walk into the flight deck. There's this guy. He turns around. He looks at me. He's like, whoa, you like a young guy, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I guess fairly young, you know? He's like, man, you ever thought about flying? Didn't even tell me what his issue was yet. Um, and that's how the conversation started off with me and this captain. And I'm like, yeah, years ago, but, you know, I'm kind of past that. And true story. He's like, what do you mean you're past that? There's going to be a whole bunch of us, you know, retiring soon and stuff. You know, you know, floods, floodgates are going to be open, you know, for pilots. And I'm like, ah, whatever. So, you know, I fix his issue, whatever, and I keep it moving. So fast forward to like two weeks after that, get another gate call. I'm sitting in the office. Hey, Mel, go out the gate. So and so. Cool. All right. So I'm walking out there. Walk to the flight deck. I'm like, hey, man, aren't you the guy from two weeks ago? Yeah, man. Did you start flying yet? And I'm like, hell no, I didn't start flying, man. What, <laughs> you know, what issue you got? You know, you, you know, you got passengers to fly, you know, somewhere. Let me, uh, you know, fix the airplane safely. You get the hell on, you know. And, um, you know, so he actually gave me his number and uh, said, yeah, man, if you change your mind, let me know. Okay. So then maybe a month after that, I saw him again. True story. So in my head, I'm like, man, I guess it's meant to happen. And you're like, man, stop breaking my airplane. (laughs) Well, yeah, that too, right? But um, but yeah, so um, I saw him. You know, we chat. You know, we when we spoke, and um, he said, yeah, man, you know, you really should consider it. You know, you're a young guy. You know, there's going to be a the the, you know a big need for pilots and stuff like that all over the place. You know, start flying from now and yada yada yada. All right, so I think that night or maybe like two nights from that or something like that i was kind of sitting on it 
because I was trying to figure out how I'm going to, you know, get the finances to fund this thing. I know it's expensive, you know. So anyway, so I sent him a text message. Uh, his name is Dave Buck. Um, so I said, hey, Dave, you know, really thought about what you said. You know, it can't hurt to take a intro flight. You know, I, I hear that they give these things out. You know, I hear you can either go on Groupon and find a cheap one or, you know, someone to just give you one or whatever. Right. So he's like, all right, well, let me, um, you know, reach out on Facebook and, you know, kind of see who bites. He's like, I know a whole bunch of people or whatever. So let me just kind of, you know, kind of test the waters a little bit. I'll let you know. So I think maybe two days after that, I said, hey, I got a guy, you know, here's his number. You give him a call. And, um, you know, uh, he said he can take you. So. I called this guy, met him down at the airport, and uh, jumped in his airplane. It was a, a 182, actually. A Cessna 182 was my first flight. And um, jumped in the airplane, went, you know, he kind of let me fly a little bit. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know? And then uh, <laughs> after we landed, well, of course, he landed and stuff and said, yeah, well, what do you think? And I said, man, I want to fly. And that was it. And the rest was history. Um, and uh, here I am now uh, as a flight instructor owning two airplanes and stuff it's crazy how life works doesn't it wow. yeah um, man. it's uh yeah i mean that's 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 really my story and you know to make it more interesting i just wanted to just be able to fly so he said hey you know i'm not sure how how much you know about this stuff but you know it's a private and his instrument and his commercial and his multi and then there's cfi and his mei and cf double i and i was like ah I just want to be able to come out here on a nice day, pull the airplane out and go. That's all I want. True story. And um, all I wanted was the private at first. And then I just couldn't get enough of it. So I'm like, man, I want to know about this instrument stuff. Man, I want to be able to work for money someday. Man, I want to fly an airplane with more than one engine. Man, you know, maybe I want to teach since I'm already teaching at Delta. So um, and here I am. How did you secure the funds to go to flight school? Ah. So, um, it's always the ultimate question people want to know is how do I get my training paid for? So there's a little, so, so, so so there's actually a a little bit of luck and a little bit of investing. Um, so at Delta, they do this thing called profit sharing. And what that is, is, um, every year, well, not now the COVID and stuff like that, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. So every year uh, for us, February, uh, Valentine's Day, February 14th, um, depending on how the company did the year before, they give you a percentage of your earnings, whether it be 14%, whether it be 10%, whether it be 5%, whatever it is, um, they, they figure out a percentage and they give it to you. So every Valentine's Day, you get a payout of, you know, a percentage of your earnings from the previous year. So that's actually how I paid for my private. Um, nice. I just took my entire profit sharing check and I just put it toward my, my license. Um, and then the investing part of it is, so I also, uh, invest in real estate. Okay. Um, so I own a few properties and stuff like that. So I started to use a little bit of that money to start my instrument. And when things got a little bit more expensive, cause instrument took a little while for me to get, you know, I, you know, I like to consider myself an intelligent person but for some strange reason <laughs> instrument instrument had me by the neck and uh, you know you know how it goes it starts to get frustrating you know you got a whole lot of funds in the beginning where it's like oh, okay a couple of more flights no problem but then you know starts running low and low mm-hmm. like what do you mean we're not done yet you know i don't have enough money to finish this damn thing so uh, i used a little bit of uh some real estate money you know some residual income to pay for it also cool yeah, man. i could hear you about instrument brother 
Like in the beginning, when I first started learning about it, it was like, what the hell is this hold you're talking about? Yeah, <laughs> and how do I enter it? <laughs> it's crazy, dude. They start talking about parallels and directs and teardrops. I'm like, listen, you know, what the hell is going on? They the, the damn, They're the like, damn foggles on you. And, you know, now you, oh man, it was terrible, man. It took, it took me forever. Then uh, doing a deep, now granted, I don't think anybody does these anymore, but I think you still got to, you know, practice it, you know, DME arts and stuff. Oh man. Yeah. Turn right. 10, twist 10. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you know, like teardrop entry. I'd be like, I got plenty of tears for you. I don't need to do yeah, it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm turning the wrong way. I'm tur- twisting this way. He's like, nah, man, you doing it all wrong i'm like listen i can't get this man is there like a, a you know cheat code to this thing you know so instrument kind of you know took me a while i actually failed my first check ride um you know, funny story behind that you know i'm shooting an approach first of all again disclaimer i'm terrible at check rides you know i got it all figured out until i sit down and then you know you give the the dp his money and he's like all right are you ready and then you go yeah and then after that it's all. Hey, man, <laughs> you are you are everything. not the only one whose brain just turns to mush when oh check rides God. start, Every, and it has a lot to do with leaves. the DPE too, of like making you feel comfortable. I've had a couple oh, yeah. of DPEs yeah. who are just complete a holes, and they try yeah. to make it as stressful as possible, and they try to set you up for failure. Which, like, there's pros and cons to both ways of giving a check ride. You know, obviously. Yeah. Some people are like, if you can't handle the stress of a check ride, then like, you know, when this stuff happens in real life, what are you going to do? So like people actually do try to put on the pressure, obviously, during check rides. But I am a fan of the of the chill DP that's like, hey, man, don't worry about it. It's cool. You know, if you if you mess up, we'll just move on and we'll, you know, and it's like you get this nice and warm and fuzzies from those guys. And I appreciate that that type of DPE for sure. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, so do I. But, you know, I mean, like I said, when I failed, I, I was just so nervous. And, you yeah. know, it was silly. No, that's a lie. It was it was silly the reason why, you know, I shouldn't have done what I did. But anyway, long story short, I'm shooting an ILS approach. Um, he calls out minimums. Well, actually, yeah, he calls out minimums. And then he says, runway in sight. So what do I do? Not look up, not take the foggles off, just continue to fly it down the ILS. I got so close <laughs> to the damn runway that I can see... The center line stripes right above the right <laughs> Oh, above. my God. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> that, that's how low he let me fly. Then he goes, all right, can you take the foggles off? I'm looking. I'm like, oh. I'm looking. I'm like, yeah, this doesn't look right. I think I'm, like, way too low. He's like, all right, let's, uh, let's uh, go around, and we'll head back to Henry County. I knew it was over. I was like, oh. And I... And I I broke down in tears, man. And he felt so bad. I mean, he's a, you know, he's a buddy of mine now. Um, you know, he's also an aerobatic guy. He also does uh, Reno uh, air races out there. Cool. Um, he actually won, I think he won last year or the year before. What's his name? No, they didn't do, Kevin Harper. Kevin Harper. Kevin Harper. Yeah, he, fly, he flies the Yellow Pits um, and uh, took home uh, first place. Um, but anyway, nice. so yeah, he said, man, you know, everything was looking so good. All you had to do was look up. Don't worry about it, man. I know what happens. It happens to everybody. So I was just sitting there in tears. As I'm flying this airplane, tears just rolling down my eyes. I'm like, yeah, man, whatever, dude. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't supposed to fail today, man. No. But, you know, but, but, but you know, I'm going to go back in time and give Mel a big hug in the cockpit. It's like, it's okay, man. You know, he brought up a really good point and also the point that you just previously made, like, you know, in real, 
in the real world, I can't make that mistake. You know, in, in, in the real world, a mistake like that can kill me, you know, flying it, you know, so low and having a brain fart and being so fixated on the uh, CDI, um, you know, so that was the explanation. Like, hey, man, you know, I'm doing this to protect you, you know, yeah. um, and uh, he did a great job. And, um, you know, we scheduled another one, maybe like two and a half weeks later. And I knocked it out the park. Um, he didn't so. charge you again, though, right? He... Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. It might have been a small fee. Yeah. For his time. It wasn't yeah. like a full time charge. <laughs> no, no, no. Thank Man, God. That's Lord the worst Jesus. part of failing a check ride. Not ne- not I mean, obviously the like uh ego uh, you know, oh, yeah. stab to the yeah. gut, but um <laughs> it's the fact that you have to like pay more money. I mean, check rides more these money. days have gotten so expensive. I think my CFI check ride was like eight hundred bucks. Oh yeah. So that's it was, how much mine was. Yeah, yeah. So if you fail and they're like, well, you know, a redo is like 600. You're like, oh man, yeah. that's where the pressure comes for me. I'm like, man, yeah. I better not screw this up. <laughs> but obviously yeah. no shame in failing check rides. I always try to yeah. like, drive that into people who are <clears throat> just starting out as well. Cause everybody gets the check ride jitters. I mean, I still get oh, yeah. check ride jitters doing 135 check ride, even though you know, yeah. you know your stuff and you know, your chief pilot or the training director, or whoever, you're doing your check ride or your um whoever the uh check airman is for your company yeah. usually at this point in your career you know the dude and they're your friend and you just go fly right. with them and it shouldn't be that nerve-wracking but for right. some reason it's always you know <laughs> always always, always the jitters like i failed my private my first private check ride i failed i was so freaking nervous i picked oh, up the wow, helicopter yeah. the door flung open I was like, oh, oh. oh no, that, that's you know, that's, that's not a good sign. So I set it back yeah. down. I look at the DP. I'm like, ah, you know, cl- <laughs> close the door, pick it back up. I'm taxiing out. I'm trying to call the tower. I'm like, man, like, I, I can't hear anything. They're not answering me back. And this is an R22, so like, you can't take your hands off the controls to mess with the radios if you're sitting yeah. in a hover. The DP is just sitting there looking at me, and, and I'm like calling the tower over and over and over again, and I just. Real, he was like, well, maybe you should check your radio volumes. Oh, so, <laughs> so, so, so uh-huh. I'm like, oh, no. So I set it back down, turn up the volume, realized the tower had been calling me the whole time. Yeah, oh, you can take Lord. off. And, you know, I was kept repeating my request, turn the volume back up. I'm like looking at him. He's looking at me. I'm like, ah. and we <laughs> we take off. We start on the first couple legs of the check ride. We're supposed to fly the first few legs of your cross-country plan that you made and we get to the first checkpoint i'm like okay we're at the first checkpoint and we're continuing on he was like yeah you know that that might be something you'd want to write down i'm like yeah yeah, you're right (laughs) (laughs) that's probably something i should put on my paper and he's like yeah and he's just looking at me he's like waiting for me to write it down i'm just like yeah and so we keep flying we get to the second checkpoint and i'm like okay we're at we're at our second checkpoint and he's like yeah that 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 might be something you'd want to write down. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I should probably do that. And like, I just never wrote it. I just never wrote it down. (laughs) So I continued to go. And he's like, so, all right. I think you know this isn't going well. I'm like, oh my God, dude, like my pits are sweating so bad. I'm so nervous. I want to vomit. And he's like, all right, you know, we can continue the check ride or we can go back. We tried again another day. Um, I ended up, being like, all right, dude, let's just go back. Like, I'm not, I'm just so freak. I'm going to vomit on you. I'm yeah. so nervous. And so <laughs> then we went back and I kind of regrouped and a couple of days later tried again. And, um, I just remember my, 
my uh, instructor, sorry, I know this story is going a little bit longer than planned. But oh, no, you're good. My, uh, I'm interested. I'm tuned in. I wish I had popcorn right now. I'll be yeah. In, you know? So my yeah. instructor, he never cussed. He never said anything remotely inappropriate. And yeah. I'm flying, <laughs> flying with my instructor. And he's always just like the nicest guy, just so freaking nice all the time. And he was just not talking to me, kind of being a little bit of an asshole. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, God, like, are you really this mad at me? And so <laughs> we're doing my recurrent you know, flights after I failed the check ride. And he's putting me through the ringer and making yeah. me super nervous. And like this was his plan all along, apparently, was just to try to simulate being in a check ride with, you know, a guy who's not so nice, but, um, and we landed and I'm like, you know, I'm really, really sorry for failing. Like, I'm really sorry. I know that hurt your record. Blah, blah. And he's like, did it work? Did it work? Did what work? I was trying to be a dick. (laughs) 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 I I just started cracking up. I was like, did you just say the D word? Like, heard you say anything remotely that inappropriate it was really funny i'm like yeah man you were such a dick that was so good you know (laughs) you did did a great job and yeah prepared me for my check ride and yeah i went off there you go and killed it after that right yeah when i was uh doing my cfi initial uh mill Mm -hmm. i walked in and there was two gentlemen sitting in there and i was like oh a little weird you know why are there two dudes in here yeah. And one of them was an FAA guy that was going to be, you know, monitoring the DP, yep. you know, that's yep. administering the test. And yep. my DP is like, hey, is it OK if uh, he sits in on this? Uh, and like I took the it was about 45 minutes to get the aircraft over there. So I already yeah. spent I already committed to the check ride, you um, know, and I was like, well, yeah, forget it. Like, it's cool now. Yeah. I'm already here. <laughs> but it felt like speed, you know, like the movie with Keanu Reeves where it's like, pop yeah. quiz, hot shot. What are you going to yeah. do? You know? Yeah. I yeah. was like, I was like, he was giving me these questions. And I was like, damn. I was like, let me get my yeah. lesson planned out. But Yeah, man. That's, yeah. that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's always, uh, you know, from what I understand, it's always on the table. I think they have to send out a notice or something like that, yeah. like 24 hours in advance to like the local FISDO that they're giving a check ride. And if anyone's available and they want to come out and sit in on it, they yeah. can do that. So, but yeah, I'm, w- yeah. I'm with you. Like, as far as like, you know, feeling nervous and stuff like that. I was oh, yeah. Like, and oh, it yeah. hit me pretty good that day. And uh, yeah. what are some, oh, yeah. uh, what are, what's some advice that you would give somebody oh. who's going into a check ride um, to like help with those? those check ride jitters. Do you got, got any advice, anything that any tips, tricks, anything that's helped um, you? Man, I'm terrible at it because, you know, I would say, um, you know, get a good night's rest. I know everybody says that. And it's like, well, how can I do that? I got a whole lot on my mind. You know, I, I got a big day tomorrow. What do you mean? Get a good night, you know, good night rest because, you know, um, I'm a crammer sometimes, you know, so a lot of us try to, you know, grab the far aim and fish through and, you know, look at notes and, you know, take a look at your airplane flying handbook and all that stuff, you know, forget about it. If you don't got it by now, you, you, you're not going <laughs> to get it, you know, magically in damn three hours right before you sleep. So take it easy. Don't even think about airplanes. That's, that's how I started doing it, especially after my instrument. Um, the night before, the, even the day before, I don't even think about it. I go home, I hang out, I watch sports, I throw on a nice movie or whatever. And I don't open up anything. I just have my bag pack ready to go for tomorrow. Um, and I think that it helps me out because then when I actually get there, now it's like, okay, 
I'm kind of settled in and I can kind of, you know, start pulling information from where I need to. And I'm not as stressed as I would have been if I started cracking open books because, you know, you almost psych yourself out. You know, you start fishing through and start to figure out things that are in there that maybe you thought you knew, but then now you're starting to realize, well, I don't, maybe I don't know it as good as I think I know it. Now you start freaking out. Well, what else don't I know? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You start going through. Going down the rabbit hole. To, yeah, it starts to seem like you don't know anything. You know, oh, I don't know this either. I don't know this either. I don't, you know, so now you're freaking the hell out. So I don't even, I don't even concern myself with aviation the day before. I'm doing something else. I'll go out, play basketball, go to the gym, just something completely different from airplanes altogether and then when i get there i settle in and now i'm locked in and i'm you know i give my best shot eat eat, eat is another thing mm. a lot of people forget to eat because they're nervous you know they wake up and yeah they they wake up like oh i got a check right today grab their bag hop in the car and then you know they get to the check like, oh crap i didn't eat you know um and yeah you'll get tired and you don't have energy and stuff like that you know so the whole the whole Maslow's thing. I like to bring extra money for the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, sir, I, I heard your check ride fee was six hundred, but here's eight just for fun. Yeah, man, you know, shoot, shoot for the stars, man. Whatever works. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's real, that's... take dinner later. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You and your, you got a wife, buy her something pretty. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. You know that cash is just go. going straight into their pockets anyways. I'm like, bro, you yeah. just gave four check rides at 800 apiece in one day. I think you're doing pretty good. That's really good advice, though. Um, a lot of people get super stressed out and you go down the rabbit hole of flipping through and trying to figure out what you don't know. But you, yeah. you don't know what you don't know until you figure out what you don't know. And usually exactly. you yeah. just got to wait until the check ride. And Never be afraid to just say, I don't know. Like I don't if, it, know. if it's yeah. really not in there, you know, Chuck Airman will rather hear you say, I don't know, than sit there and waste time and try to bullshit your way through it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, it, and, and, and honestly, it becomes dangerous. I mean, you know, if you don't know something, you act like you know it. Now you're trying to figure out stuff that you don't really know and it can, you know, become a dangerous situation. Yeah. And um, Chuck Airman usually so. are pretty cool about making things a teaching moment, you know? Yeah. Um, at least in, in my experience, it, unless it was something that is like a failed uh, item or, or whatever. Yeah, but, uh, but usually just say, you know, man, I actually don't know that one. I mean, yeah. if, obviously, mm-hmm. if you're the whole check ride, like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they're probably, they're probably right. going to ask you to come back another day. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, you only get a few I don't know. And only get a few. So you uh, have a decathlon. And the Beechcraft, but um, I assume the you don't fly aerobatics in your Beechcraft, so oh, no. that uh, decathlon behind decath decathlon 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 behind you. I love the decathlon. Yeah. Is it a super decathlon? It is not a super decathlon. So it's uh, 150 horsepower, fixed pitch. So. It is, it is not a Super D. Super D would be a 180 constant speed. Who got you into aerobatics? What got you interested in doing that? Um, so a couple of different things. Um, so my uh, primary instructor, my CFI, um, he owns a RV8. Um, and uh, one day I was at the airport. He was at the airport. And I think either he was washing it, cleaning it, changing the oil, something. I can't really remember but he was like hey man you want to you know jump in the back and go for a spin i said, like, yeah sure you know a little rv8 tandem seating 
um, little home built airplane. You know, I didn't know anything about it. And, um, you know, so I hop in the back just for this joy ride. And uh, we take off and head south a bit. And he's like, yeah, man, you know, so these things, you know, you can do like gentleman's aerobatics. And I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, he's like, you know, you can roll it around a little bit, you know, some light stuff, you know. So I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, you want to do a roll? And I was like, yeah, why not? You know, he's like, all right. So he's explaining to me the whole maneuver, you know, just so I don't, you know, freak out and stuff. So then you know, he pitches the nose up a little bit and throws it over. I'm like, oh, wow, that was cool as hell. I actually still have it on video on my phone uh, when he did it. <laughs> I was recording, you know, of course, I'm like, oh, you know, I got the big old David Clark song and stuff, you know, I'm recording, you know. It's nothing wrong uh, with those headsets. I still, I still have a set. You still got the DCs? Nice. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, so, so we rolled around. I was like, wow, that's cool, you know. And, um, and uh, when we landed, I said, man, you know, it'd be cool to do that, you know. So I started doing some research. Well, I started to realize not every airplane could do that. And, you know, so then... I, uh, you know, flipping through Instagram, I started following this guy named Anthony Oshinuka. Oh, Anthony. Yeah. How cool. (laughs) Yeah. So I started, so I started uh, uh, following Anthony uh, Anthony, and, you know, uh, the first thought in my head was, you know, I didn't know black people did this stuff. True. (laughs) You know, you know, it's true, but but it was, it was a true statement. I, you know, I had never seen, you know, now granted I've, you know, I, Actually, up until that point, I'd actually never been to an air show, but I've seen air shows and I've seen, you know, people doing, you know, crazy stuff or whatever. Um, you know, like you find videos online or whatever, uh, but I'd never seen a black guy do it. So I was like, oh, wow, this guy's a black guy, you know, African, you know, a uh, uh, Nigerian guy. He has his own airplane. He's sponsored. I'm like, where the hell did this unicorn come from? True story. And um, I said, well, I want to get into it. I want to explore this thing a little bit more. Um, so I started following him and, you know, liking his content and, you know, kind of seeing how he was maneuvering around it, you know, and then I reached out to him and told him I was interested in aerobatics and, you know, he's been a great resource. Um, we talk often now, um, you know, he's like a little mentor of mine um, to say, uh, you know, a little bit about that. And then I started going further. Um, I uh, started to, look around the area down here in Atlanta, uh, in the Georgia area. And it's like, Hey, you know, who has an airplane that could help me out? So I started, you know, out the different people. And, and, uh, I eventually got in contact with uh, Kevin Harper, who I told you about he was my DP for instrument. And, you know, he had a Satabria, you know, mm-hmm. not a decathlon, but a Satabria, you know, very similar, different wing. Um, so, uh, he said, yeah, man, you know, we can, you know, if you're interested, I can take you up and see how you like it, spin around and do different things. Yeah, sure. So we did that. Um, and actually not with him. He put me in contact with one of his mentees, um, um, another guy. And we went up there, we spun, we did loops, we did rolls, we did, you know, all this stuff. And then I said, Oh, I want more. I want more. Um, and then he's like, well, are you sure you want more? And I'm like, yeah, I want more. He's like, well, I want a pits, you know, a little, little bit Ooh. different than a Satabria, you know, a little, a lot more power and stuff, you know, so we hopped in that thing. I'm thinking, you know, I'm this, you know, I'm this aspiring aerobatic pilot or whatever. And he rung my bell in that thing. I mean, my head, my head hurt for about a week and a half, you know, and um, <laughs> <laughs> true story. Um, and then I eventually got my tailwheel and not this specific airplane here, but one, a model just like it, a, a regular decaf, 150 uh, horsepower fixed pitch. After I got my tailwheel, I said, OK, I need one of these. So now I was on a mission. This was, I got my tailwheel, I think in August, August of last year, something like that. That sounds familiar. Nice. Congrats. Um, yeah. Thank you. 
And then I said, you know what? If I want to pursue this aerobatic journey, this dream, I'm going to need my own airplane. Um, it's just kind of how it is. So I started shopping around for a decathlon. I wanted a, dec- a, a decathlon. Um, and I found one. Um, I got lucky. Uh, I hopped on a Facebook forum, you know, one of those, uh, you know, groups and stuff. So it's called Satabria's Scouts and, and Decathlons or whatever. And I just put out a message. Hey, you know, new tail wheel guy here. Hi, everybody. You know, um, shopping for decathlon, anybody. And one guy sent me a private message saying, Hey man, you know, if you're, you know, I got this going on, you know, if you're interested, and I went up to Bowling Green, took a look at it and I made him an offer and that was it. So here it is. There it is. Does she have a name? Yeah. You know, oh, I went with peppermint. Oh, peppermint. she looks like a peppermint. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she does look yeah, like a peppermint. Whole, I like yeah. it. Yeah, got the nice the Vanna white thing, the you know? white yeah, and red so, stripes. I like it. Yeah, Pet. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a new name because everybody's asking me, "Oh, what's what's the name? What's the name?" I was like, "I don't, I don't, I don't know what the hell name it." You know. Then I looked at it one day and I'm like, huh. "Peppermint, peppermint, yeah, yeah." So very aptly so named. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so that's my, you know, that's my quick and dirty, how I got into aerobatics and, uh, you know, going a step further. Uh, my plan with it is to, um, you know, hopefully compete, um, you know, with the, uh, the IAC, win a ho- couple of competitions, hopefully, and then eventually go into air shows. So I'd like to yeah. explore the air show realm, um, see how I like it. If I don't like it, then I don't like it. Um, maybe I'll just kind of stay with competing and try to win, you know, competitions and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah. Brother, I was just going to say, man, like, that's pretty cool that you and Anthony and Harper, you know, just such a small industry where yeah. I feel like everybody's wanting to help everybody, yeah. you know, along the way. So yeah, I just thought it was badass that you guys are actually connected. I didn't know that. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's funny because, you know, Anthony does Reno also. So Anthony mm-hmm. races up against Kevin. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're in the same class. So, so, so it's interesting how that kind of came around too. So, so are there different levels of um, competitions, like a amateur? Oh, yeah. Amateur up to... <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you have to qualify uh, yeah. before you enter into these things or do you um, just you know, sign up? Is, that is a very good question. Um, and this year, well, no, so, oh, by the way, thank God we're out of 2020. So let me just, uh, <laughs> let me just uh, put that out there. But uh, 2020 was supposed to be the year that I was supposed to figure all of that out. I wanted to go to a competition as a, as a spectator, um, you know, because, you know, we go to air shows and stuff like that. But, you know, going to an aerobatic competition you know, my plan was to learn how, you know, people are judged and, you know, is there qualifying, you know, how good are these people? What are the different, you know, uh, classes or, uh, uh, what do you call it? Not classes, um, different, uh, levels or, you know, Categories. so it's primary. Yeah. They, thank you. There you go. Yeah. I tend to have these brain parts every now. You're good. So you, can, <laughs> so you can only imagine what it's like during the check ride. Uh, so, so anyway, um, but yeah, different categories, um, you know, so you have primary, you got sportsmen, you know, and then, uh, you know, uh, uh, unlimited, which is basically like, you know, these guys, you know, that go out there and they're like the ish, you know what I mean? Like they can stop an airplane on a dime. They've been doing it for years. Like somebody like Rob Holland, for example, um, mm-hmm. if you ever heard the name, you know, Rob Holland, you know, he's, I watch him, but he's like the best of the best. Mike Goulians, you know, these guys, you know, are those limited 
class, you know, pilot paddy wag staff, you know, mm-hmm. so. Um, so yes, you know, I would start off with primary, you know, being all sloppy and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> not as crisp, you know, and work on it. You know, the, you know, the plan is to eventually, you know, work my way up the ladder and stuff like that. So going back to my original statement, 2020 was supposed to be the year that I was going to figure all of that out, go shake hands, you know, watch the competitions happen real time and, you know, kind of put my own thought process together. Um, so I haven't been able to do that, unfortunately, um, because the competition that they were supposed to have here in Georgia, up in Rome, uh, was canceled due to COVID. So, um, but this year, uh, March, uh, coming up, uh, there's going to be an aerobatic camp. Hopefully it goes through, uh, up at Rome, same place. And, um, you know, they'll have like Mike Goulian supposed to be a mentor and, a, and, a, and, uh, you know, someone coming to, to work with the camp and a couple other people and stuff. So. You bring uh, so your own plane? Be, yes, I'm gonna definitely take this thing and uh, go strut and show my stuff. So <laughs> right <yeah>. now, <laughs> so Shit. so right now, I just you know I go practice during the week, uh, maybe for like you know 45 minutes an hour because uh, it wears you out. It it really does um, mm-hmm. doing all these aerobatics and stuff like that. And then eventually, hopefully, when March comes around, I'll have a little bit to show, a little bit of confidence, and go up there and uh, you know hopefully uh, you know perform pretty well. So. Cool. Well, good luck with all of that. That sounds okay. awesome. Beginning it. of a journey. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, interesting. Cool, but scary, but still cool at the same time. Right. You're going to start working on a, on like a promotion reel to get your sponsors going. You know, that, that, that is something I, I would like to talk to Anthony about mm-hmm. um, because, you know, he's, He's doing that, done that, or whatever the case is. I don't know. Hey, listen, you know, listen interested. to his podcast. He, ex- yeah, he explains yeah. the whole. So I was I was involved with that. I was the pilot that took the camera guy up to film his pr- right. his I promotion. Did, I did see that video. His yes. promotion video. So yeah. basically, he just said he called the marketing team over at Epic Fuels and was like, "Yo, this is who I am. Here's a video of me. This is what I'm trying to do. Looking for a sponsor." And yeah, he got. Epic fuels to sponsor him and give him a fuel card <laughs> so he could. I'm telling you, man, do his there's thing, nothing man. better than free gas. Free gas. I'm telling you. Oh my God. Ah. There's nothing better than free gas, man. <laughs> you know? But um, I mean, once you got yeah, the airplane uh, and you just got to put fuel in it and get up there and practice your craft. That's it. Got to get the fuel you know? paid for. But I have no yeah. doubts, no doubts that you're going to find that sponsor and you're going to you know, reach your fullest potential, man. I already, I see that in your future. I see that in you. Well, I appreciate <laughs> you it. You are. I'm, I'm trying to catch all the feels that you're sending. Through, I'm sending uh, you yeah. all the vibes, oh, yeah. all the success vibes. 2021, it's going to be your I'm year. Catching. You're going to go to that camp. You're going to get mentored by some of the greats <laughs> and you're just going to yeah. be awesome. I know like yeah. I, I um, got really sick when I did aerobatics in the decathlon. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, and people ask me that all the time. I post a video doing loops. They're like, you're like, man, you don't get sick doing that stuff and spins. I'm like, no, not really. I, I've i never gotten to a point where I'm like, ah, that's it. You know, whether it be flying with someone or flying alone now, I I just don't get sick. Cool. That's not, I mean, that's a good trait to have, I guess, if you're trying to pursue aerobatics. Yeah, I'm I really, using it to my, to my advantage right now. Yeah, man. I really wanted to get into it too. Cause I was like, Oh man, this is so much fun. But yeah, yeah I got yeah. messed up for like two days after the last one I did, even though it was so oh, much wow. fun. I was having such a blast doing it, but by the end of it, 
and people kept telling me, you know, you just got to keep doing it and yeah. eventually you get used to it. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to go through the suffering that it's going to take to get <laughs> to that point of, yeah. you know, I couldn't even hold down a piece of bread <laughs> for like a day oh, after boy. that. So it was pretty bad. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Ooh. But wow. so much fun though. So I'm envious of your gut. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a tough one, man. You know, it's a small one. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a big guy. It's a small little gut, but man, it works for me. You know, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Yeah, you know. Cool, man. Well, um, so you've got your aerobatic goals. Any other professional goals that you're going to be working on with Delta or anything of that sort? Sort. Um, you know. Professional goals, I, I really like where I'm at. Um, I like to talk, if you haven't noticed that. Yeah. I like to, <laughs> we like that I in like a podcast, myself. guest. Yeah, yeah know, some course, people don't like not, to talk. Yeah. and It's like we have to yeah, carry you know. them through the interview, but, you know, you definitely you know, am. I love, uh, I love yapping my gums. Um, that's uh, absolutely not a problem. So um, I like teaching. So, you know, being an instructor at Delta, um, I like to talk. I like to sit, stand in front of people. Now, granted, in the beginning, I was a little weird. Uh, because I wasn't a CFI yet, um, but, you know, I do like to talk, but then getting in front of a, a big class full of like 20 people and they're all looking at you and it's like, uh, well, it's a little different, you know, but now that I'm comfortable, you know, I'm confident in my material and stuff like that, my delivery. So I don't really worry about it anymore, um, but I like where I'm at there. Um, so professional goals, eh. staying put for now. Yeah, um, cool. But personal goals, I would like to really, really, really retire um, and just um, fly really <laughs> and that's it and just yeah, fly cool. flip this thing around you know train people you know being like you know a little cfi and stuff like that have a couple of students and just wake up and fly all day you know um so so we'll see what happens with that hopefully you know i still go to the gas station like everybody else buy a couple of, you know buy a couple of numbers hopefully hopefully to you know get lucky and stuff but uh you know you're not we'll the only one, bud. I did that exact <laughs> same thing. That's, that's why I said that, you know. Yeah, go, uh, go, go try my luck, you know. Anything else that you'd like our listeners to know? Any words of encouragement or advice to up-and-coming pilots who are just starting out? Fly good, don't suck. No, I'm just playing. Well, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, there's a little kind truth of. in that. There's a little truth in fly good, don't suck. But no, um, you know... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, my advice would be, um, uh, you know, enjoy it. Um, I feel that especially starting out, um, and then even later on, you know, I have friends and, you know, almost myself in a sense where, you know, you get so fixated on flying and, you know, getting into time building because yes, you do need time, to, uh, you know, if, 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 if you're going to eventually work and stuff like that. But I think a lot of people forget to have fun during the process. I know what it feels like. And I think all of us knows what it feels like to, you know, at some point wake up, you know, go, going to work and, you know, going to do something, that, you know, maybe at the specific time you really don't want to do. And it's like, oh, mm -hmm. I really have to go and, you know, go fly or, you know, go do this or go do that. You know, I hate that feeling with something that I love, you know, so I try to find a happy medium. And, you know, so, yes, I'm a CFI, but I also do this. So there's a an even, you know trade-off if you will so yeah that's work you know i get paid to train people and stuff like that on the side but i have some fun too and it balances out um so 
my biggest thing is, you know, if you're trying to either get to the airlines or, you know, you have a goal or, you know, you want to fly corporate for some rich person or whatever the case is, but you need a whole lot of time, just don't forget to have fun while you're building the time because uh, there's nothing worse than now flying feels like a job and it's like, oh, I don't really want to do that. Now you're like on the other end of it, you know, so. Mm-hmm. It's been um, a kind of a reoccurring theme um, of people just saying enjoy the journey. We say it all the time, right? Just don't forget to, you know, Ferris Bueller, right? (laughs) If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. It's It's true. true. Um, You're so focused on building that time and your experience that you forget to look around and be like, oh, wow, like I got to go on these super cool cross countries and I got to choose where I got to fly, which is really rare once you get into the professional world of flying, Mm -hmm. unless you own your own airplane or have friends that do, um, or rent one once in a while to just go fly for fun, which that's something I try to do once in a while too, is like get up to Santa Paula and get into a decathlon once in a while also just to have fun with it. Yeah, um, exactly. Not necessarily fly for work, but to keep that passion for flying alive while you're yeah. in the professional world. That yeah. seems like you're already um, an inspiration to so many people through Instagram and spreading the the love and your passion for it. Doing a great job and cool, man. So well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having yeah, me. Yeah, man. It's awesome, always man. always a pleasure. Hey, hey, listen. I haven't heard the the, the special word that you said earlier doing this whole thing so i don't know if i got you speechless or what oh dang he's all he's all conscious about it yeah, now he's all duh. self-conscious about yeah, well, it dang just naturally i've been like you know yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just waiting to, you know. nah, you're good, brother. i was just like i was listening to what you were saying dude and i just mad respect you know i was just oh, well, like man that, that's what's up man Thank you so much, man. You guys, you guys are awesome, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, I love a good podcast. You guys are fun and bubbly and a great time. And <laughs> dang, right? Dang. 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 Dude, that's so impressive that he got picked up by Delta right after high school. I know. I was just like, when he was talking about it, I was like, wow. I wish I knew what I wanted to do right out of the bat, like when I got out of high school. Yeah, it's cool that they have those type of high schools that allow you to get your AMP during school. I mean, it takes five years, but still, like, you learn a trade in the middle of of high school. I don't know if I would have had the discipline to want to do something (laughs) like that in high school. I know. I was too busy trying dip. And thinking I was in the sand lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big chief. The big chief. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Stuff's so freaking gross. I've never tried it, but... Um, it, is, it is gross. Big shout out to Mel the Traveler. Again, if you guys haven't seen him on Instagram, a very impressive story. He had a lot of really good insight into being an AMP, uh, how he got picked up by Delta, and um, just a very impressive story of owning his own airplanes and getting up there and financing his his uh, flight training and uh, having big dreams uh, to fly aerobatics. And, you know, he put himself out there. We talk about that all the time on the podcast here of just reaching out to people who might be able to help you out. And just from him reaching out to somebody he knew that had, you know, their pilot's license, who was a pilot and said, you know, hey, dude, I want to fly. And I heard they give out these discovery flights sometimes and they're super cheap. I could find a group on somewhere. And this guy just threw on his Facebook, like, hey, I got a guy who wants to go on a flight, and boom, 
Donezo. Done, you know, someone someone wanted to help out. And that's the really cool thing about aviation and the industry here is that once people get to a certain point, like they just want to help for the most part. Yeah, for sure. I it's mean, such and, a small community. It is. And everybody seems to be really nice. Yeah, totally. For the most part. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a few. We got our bad we got, we got our bad eggs, but you know, <laughs> for the most part, if you throw stuff out there on like that's so cool about social media also is that there's Facebook groups, helicopter pilot network Facebook group that you can post things on and um, people post jobs on there and different charters and stuff and just some funny helicopter stuff as well. But, you know, stuff like this, you just never freaking know who's going to come out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so don't be afraid to reach out to people on social media. hundred percent. For sure. All right, the time has come. Top 10 things we believe will help you guys with your checkride jitters. Number one, get good rest. Number two, don't cram the night before. Do something to relax, like take a bath, chill, do something to keep your mind off of it. Number three, eat healthy brain food. Number four, It's tempting to reach for the bottle when you're nervous, but do your best to avoid alcohol the night before. Number five. It always helped me to make sure everything else in my life was in order to minimize distractions. Keep your space clean, make your bed in the morning, and organize your materials and references. Number six. Don't drink a ton of caffeine. It'll definitely amplify your jitters and make things worse. I'm definitely guilty of having one too many coffees in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Number seven. Some check airmen will do their hardest to make you nervous on purpose. Just relax. Try to have fun with it. After all, you get to fly that day. Yeah. Number eight, don't beat yourself up if you don't know something. Be honest. Make a note. Take in the teaching moment. The check airmen, again, always love to to teach you something new. Number nine, don't beat yourself up if you fail a maneuver. Brush it off and keep it going. You can always continue and pass other maneuvers that you won't have to do again when you retest. Do your best to be prepared, but as you guys heard about our experiences, it's not the end of the world if you don't pass a check ride. It doesn't help to dwell, so just learn what you didn't know and improve your maneuvers with your instructor. Be like Aaliyah and dust yourself off and try again. Dust yourself off and try again, try again. At first you don't succeed. Well, I sincerely hope that this short ground lesson on how to handle those checkride jitters helped somebody out there. And I'm definitely, you know, taking note of these things too, because I still get nervous on check rides. Well, not going to lie. Same, same. I don't know what it is. It's just like, you know. Yeah, I don't know either. Gets you. It gets you sometimes. Yeah. You just try not to think about it. Yeah, totally. Hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day. Don't forget to subscribe, download, leave a review, leave a couple of stars if you feel inclined to do so. We'll catch you next time on the Forever on the Fly podcast. Bye. <laughs> wow.